You have to bear with me. I I got some poison sumac. I took some Benadryl this morning, so I'm a little groggy. <laughs> but um, the Lord's been kind of impressing upon me and giving me some things for the last several months that I really sense that I need to share with our body. And uh, I'm not a teacher. I don't have the gift of teaching. I don't have those abilities. But what I do have is I have a willingness to want to hear the Lord for you guys. And I have a willingness to want to hear the Lord for me. Um, So I'm going to do a lot of reading from my notes because, like I said, I don't teach. That's not what I do. But the Lord wanted me to share some things with you this morning. Um, And what I'm about to share is something that I'm walking out to. I'm not sitting here, I'm not going to share something that I'm not actually experiencing myself. So I want you to understand that And as I preface uh, how I share this. There's a, uh, there's a song that David Ruiz wrote a long time ago called There Must Be More. So how many of you can relate to this? Lord, I groan. Lord, I kneel. I'm crying out for something real because I know deep in my soul there must be more. Lord, I'm tired. Yes, I'm weak. I need your power to work in me because I can't let go. I keep hanging on for something more. River flow, fire burn, Holy Spirit breathe on me. It could very easily say, Holy Spirit, flow through me as well. Speak through me. What Kara shared, what Brandon shared are very relevant. It ties into a lot of what I'm about to share with you because I believe some of us are missing something. The something that's needed to be called to action, I believe. Um, the fulfillment of these desires that I talked about in this song can be found in the secret place or innermost chamber, but are also experienced when the kingdom of God is being advanced through us. Our alone time, our secret time with him leads to external expressions An external powerful expression of Christ comes from our private time with him. Period. And I think sometimes we want to get the cart before the horse. We want to walk out in some things and we want to we want to do some things for the Lord and we want to we want to be this person when the reality is is the power and the life comes from the time that we spend intimately with the Father. And I know that in my life When I look back at opportunities and I look back at things that I've missed, a lot of that has to do with I haven't placed myself in the position to be in the secret place with him and hear him. And I miss it. And I look back on my life sometimes and I go, golly, Lord, how did I miss this? Well, some of it has to do with not having his spirit 
raise up in me for the moment to see it and hear it, to actually speak it and put it into place. We see and bear him more clear, I believe, when we do spend that time with him. And that's what helps the kingdom get advanced. One person, actually, let me think about it. Let me do this. Oh, if you're 65 or older, I want you to raise your hand. It's a decent little percentage of our body. Are you done living a life of purpose, wonder, and joy? I didn't think so. I wrote down no and I circled it real big because I thought that's how you might respond. Us younger guys should be learning from that. One of the, Ann Rozier come, when I was preparing this, I thought of Ann Rozier. Here's a woman that's in her late 80s. And for a good part of her early 80s and less, less her 70s, she spent time at a women's center, sharing Christ, loving on women, encouraging women, and just being an all-out blessing to these women. Just because she was older didn't mean that she didn't have to enjoy hearing the Lord anymore and putting things into practice. I mean, she couldn't even drive half the time, so, and if she shouldn't have been driving most of the time, <laughs> actually, be honest with you. But she did. She tried because she was going to go. And so I think about that. And, and Gabriel, I think about what you shared. Um, a few weeks back, two or three weeks back, and then I think about what your son Noah shared as we gathered around in a circle. And that story of your coworkers coming along beside you, recognizing that there was something going on, and then you being willing to be vulnerable and humble yourself and go, yeah, I'm struggling, guys. And they ministered to you. They ministered to life to you. And like I said before, something was freed in you that day. Big time. Um, So experiencing Christ daily awakens his spirit in us to see his kingdom advancing through us and around us. We've always heard about the vine and the branches. So if I'm a branch connected to him, the vine... I only know how to be connected to him and will bear his fruit. Right? If I'm connected, if I'm connected. One way to measure this being connected is by looking back at your week or the last several months and seeing how the kingdom of God has been advanced through you. I want you to take a, think about that for a minute. How is the kingdom being advanced through you when you leave this meeting? How is it being advanced even when we're in a meeting? When we're here? Like Micah just said, someone needs to be encouraged. When he did that, 
what leaped in me was going like this. Okay, Lord, show me. Who, who needs to be encouraged? I don't want to miss it. Am, am, I, am I that vessel? Am I that mouthpiece that gets to do that with them? When he said that, it invited me into an opportunity to experience the Lord for somebody else. We are a body. We are one. And we should not, we shouldn't take lightly things that are said like this and think that we're not the one that may have something that needs to be shared with someone. In your relationships, wherever you go, and I'm not talking about telling people about being a Christian. So I'm going to back up. I'm going to say the one way to measure this is by looking at the last week or the last six weeks. And one of the things that I wrote down in here is what I'm talking about is not just kind of telling people that you're a believer and telling people you go to church and acting that way, but it's actually functioning in the ability to be able to communicate to people outside of this place who Christ is and what he's about. And I want this expression to be me. I want a life that I live, I want the life that I live to be a sweet fragrance to others. That when difficult times happen to you, you respond like Christ. When you go through a hard time, are you responding like Christ? That your speech and your attitude is uplifting and encouraging and not being tearing people down. That no matter where you go, the story told about you is the same story of grace, mercy, kindness, patience, and love, and holiness. No matter where you go. Luke 6, 35 and 36 says, love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then in your, then your reward in heaven will be great and you will truly be acting as children of the most high for God loves the wicked and loves the unthankful. So we should also walk in that. And that's our enemy. <laughs> that's our enemy. So what's needed in us for the kingdom to be advanced through us and around us? The first thing and the most important thing that's needed is the gift of salvation. If you don't have that, then it just doesn't quite work. <laughs> It just doesn't look the same. Have you ever surrendered your life to Christ and said, I believe you are the Son of God, and I want to know you as my Lord, Savior, and King? I give you my life to do with and to speak into as you will. No more of my making decisions on my own, but you're invited into me, God, to have communion with and fellowship with. I want to experience you daily. 
this opens up the doors of spiritual gifts that we get to enjoy. I'm going to read this to you real quick. This is from prayers from the throne room. Listen to the heart. Day and night, night and day, I call on you, Lord. I breathe in who you are, your very life-giving presence, as I call on your name. Jesus, you are the hope of glory alive within me. As I adore you, I am transformed into your likeness. By your grace, I find myself with access to your heart, the heart of a good father. Just as the veil to the Holy of Holies was torn when you breathed your last breath, so also the barrier that should be that stood between the Father and me has been removed. I see now, as I rest in your presence, that you have always been kind, merciful, and full of forgiveness. I join my heart with yours. My spirit with your spirit and my longing with yours as I touch heaven through communion with you. I will not hesitate to come to you. I rush into your presence like a child running to a beloved parent. I won't hold back my love from you for nothing else satisfies my soul the way your lavish love does. As I pour out my love on you, break the chains of fear that have kept me distant from you. Let nothing remain that stands in the way of connecting with you. Isn't that good? That is a heart of someone who wants more of God and wants more of his presence. Ephesians 4.16, every member, every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. Every member. And as these gifts operate effectively through the whole body, We are built up and made perfect in love. Isn't that good? Every member, there is not one of us in here that has the liberty, and I will use the word liberty, has the liberty to just go, yeah, that's just not my thing. Eh, It's just not who I am. I'll tell you one thing. I know for me, it's a good thing that it's not who I am. (laughs) Honestly. I mean, I'm in a room with people that have known me for like 30 years, seen the bad, a lot of the bad, easy Justin, seen the good, and I would hope that my life over the last 30 years has been a testimony of failures, making mistakes, but then watching the Lord do a mighty work and transform me. That's what I've wanted. 
It's been humbling at times, very humbling at times. Who in this body hasn't been given the divine gifts that benefit this body? Nobody. We've all been given it. So what gifts are we talking about? There are three types, and this is important to know. We do not possess them. They are God's supernatural ability showing up in our lives in various ways. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 7 says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. There are ministry gifts, there are manifestation gifts, and there are motivational gifts. All believers take part in these gifts in various ways. So how many of you in this room have the ability to walk in the gifts? All of them. Every, every one of them. Ministry gifts are the way God works with what believers do to serve others and meet their needs. It's how we minister or administer the love, grace, and truth of God to others. To administer is to apply and bring into use. Ephesians four eleven through 13. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Those are ministry gifts. Micah has been an apostle, pastor, and teacher. When Micah first came in his mission was God's to preach the gospel with authority to a group of believers and non-believers in DeSoto, Texas. To teach and pastor us to experience a relationship intimately with the Father and to know how loved we are by the Father. To find him in the secret place. That was the message of what God put on his heart and that's what he's maintained. That he has blessed us with over this whole time. But I'd venture to say, it hasn't been easy. We haven't been the easiest to work with in the process. But I am grateful and thankful that you have continued to hear the Lord in those exact same ways over all these years and that you didn't give up and that you haven't given up because you're still young, Micah Young. And thank you that you taught us that following a list and rules religiously doesn't bring about a relationship of grace with the Father. Paul Ward, pastor, teacher, Paul Velasco. In my life, ever since I've known you, since the first time I met you, when I didn't like you, (laughs) the first time I met you, (laughs) and we've talked about that, but you have been a tremendous blessing pastoring people, teaching people, and encouraging people. And you guys, that's just a few that come to mind. 
So what are manifestational gifts? 1 Corinthians 12, 7-11. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge. By means of the same Spirit. To another faith. By the same Spirit to others gifts of healing. The others miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between spirits to another speaking in different kinds of tongues and to another the interpretation of tongues all these are the work of one and the same spirit and he distributes them to each one just as he determines the supernatural demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power is to serve others as well as minister to ourselves So think about that. We can minister to ourselves. A word of wisdom, a word of healing, a word of knowledge. We can do that for ourselves. And I think for some reason, and I know in my life, I am more prone to hear the Lord and want to do that for somebody else and completely forget about praying because of poison sumac on my arm. (laughs) Like I did this morning, I woke up and I said, Lord, this is really bothering me. Please make it feel better. (laughs) And it is, but I'm just sleepy. There's motivational gifts. Prophesying, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leading, and showing mercy. If you look at the things that you do, examine the why behind them. This is how you'll identify which ones you are motivated by. The body of believers will also confirm this as well. Going back to what I said earlier, experiencing Christ daily awakens his spirit in us to see his kingdom advancing through us and around us. The Bible says the desire to desire the best gifts and the best gift is the one you need at the time it's needed. So we need to exercise our gifts, people. We need to do that. Home group is a great place to exercise these gifts. Our time together here is a good time to exercise these gifts. Because then we get to take the encouragement that we get, the life expression that we have here, and we get to take it to the world with confidence and with courage. Because we know that We have a body of believers and a group of friends and brothers and sisters in Christ that have our back, that encourage us. All this being said, the most important thing to have is the gift of love. 
I'm only able to love because he loved me. Without love, all the actions supposed to be gifts are empty. This is the most superior way to live. Seek to love above all else and the gifts will find their place. So what's holding you back? What's holding you back from walking in them? I don't know the answer to that, but I do know that it may require you getting with someone who's more mature in Christ that has walked through experiences and let them love on you, encourage you, and help you be motivated to walk in these areas of your life. Because we can't figure this out on our own, guys. We're not meant and designed to just figure things out on our own. He has placed beautiful people in our life to help encourage us and bless us along the way. I am a benefactor of that in my life. Big time. So I look around this room and I'm surrounded by some of the most vulnerable, humble people. So thinking that people won't understand because everybody else has got it figured out (laughs) isn't an excuse. Because I look around this room and I see testimonies of people that have humbled themselves and shared your experiences with us over all these years. Like I said from the beginning, I'm walking this out too. I've gotten zero figured out. I don't want to have it figured out. (laughs) Because then it would be trouble. But I hope you're encouraged this morning with what I'm sharing with you. That we are at a time and a place at Grace Covenant Church We're being dependent on one man every single week sharing something that God gives him is not the full answer to advancing the kingdom. I love Micah. I've loved you from the first time I've met you. But he is not the answer. And I think sometimes we think he is the answer. But he is a voice. And he does speak what the Lord gives him. And in doing so, we are encouraged in whatever he teaches and whatever is shared through him and whatever is taught or shared through anybody here. We are encouraged in that to take it before the Lord and then advance his kingdom with what we're being encouraged with. Our Sundays can look a whole lot different if we come with an overflow of what the kingdom, what's happening in the kingdom is happening in our life. And when we show up, there is this excitement. There is this, you won't believe what God did this week. I cannot tell, oh my God, when I met with this person, this is what God did. I I didn't know. I didn't know this was going to happen. So, What Micah has shared for weeks and months here on the secret place and the innermost chamber and all that, it is the foundation for everything else. It is the foundation of everything else. 
So I want to encourage you, take what I'm sharing before the Lord, chew on it. I hope I didn't butcher it. (laughs) Like I said, I'm not a teacher. I'm just sharing my heart with you guys as a brother in Christ. And this is what the Lord wanted me to share. And so I want to encourage you guys with it this morning.